ladies and gentlemen and germs and really however you see yourself. My name is Chance Courtney and this is The Chance Courtney Show. The Chance Courtney Show is now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I believe we're on Google Podcasts as well. Don't quote me on that, but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're distributing on literally every podcast platform. I'm very proud of it in just such a short amount of time. We're uh, everywhere, so um, yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody who has tuned in so far to any of the past episodes. Um, this this podcast, it's it's really an expression of myself and my creativity. Um, I, I really like storytelling and I figure in any means that I can tell stories, I will. So, uh, thank you for just listening to me and thank you for, uh, continuing to click on episodes. If this is your first episode, welcome in. Today's podcast is a bit different from the prior to our first podcast we talked a little bit about sports and last show we spoke a little bit about entertainment and trending topics today's episode is uh a, a bit more grim than uh, the prior episodes today today's episode is about gabby petito um if, if you don't know anything about this story, uh, we're going to talk about it um, throughout however long you're with me today, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, um, because this, I, I feel like this is as big a story as the Chris Watts story, as big a story as any American crime story right now. I woke up today and this is all that I was seeing on the internet. Um, This is all that I was seeing on multiple major news outlets. CBS, or what is it CBS? CBS uh, Morning Show, the one with Nate Burleson and I believe Gail King, they did a segment on it this morning. Uh, The AP... The AP, the people who announced the election results, the people who announced any news at all, they reported on this. Um, multiple local news uh, outlets, multiple um, <laughs> nationwide uh, news sources. The Sun, they wrote a few articles. The New York Post, they wrote a few articles. And the internet has everything in the world to say about uh, Gabby Petito and what may or may not have happened to her. Before we get into this, uh, I do want to say or quickly remind everybody to follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is chance.courtney. Twitter is at chance C and then the number five. Um, And also... Add me on Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat is also a place where I post new content uh, whenever it is announced or released. So please be sure to add me on all those platforms. Uh, sna- my Snapchat is a chance life. 
just the letter A, my name, Chance, and then the word life. That being said, let's get into this story. So, why why are people talking about this? Why are people going down true crime rabbit holes over this story? And who who even is Gabby Petito? So, Gabby Petito, she she is an uh she's an Instagram lifestyle blogger respectively to her fiance Brian Laundry. They run a YouTube channel together called uh I, I believe what is it nomadic uh shoot um it, it's called nomadic static um nomadic and then stat ik uh what is going on here well, well let me let me just give you guys this bit to preface so about a year ago the two went on a countrywide road trip together. Uh, they went from, I believe, Florida or New York to Los Angeles. And they did this trip in a small little uh, Nissan Sentra. And the idea of doing these kinds of trips is to be exactly that, nomadic. Uh, see the world and just go place to place. Sort of like a vagabond. Um, under your own control of how you get by, I suppose, and not just a drifter or a wanderer. So that brings us to this year. They decide they want to do the same cross-country road trip again, only this time they ditched the little Nissan Sentra and they outfitted a small van so that they can sleep in and store all of their stuff in it. This way it would be cheaper and easier and they'll spend less money on food and board. So over the summer and around July, the two, Gabby and Brian set off for a cross-country road trip from Long Island, New York. It, it looks as though they were touring from park to park, just exploring the country and then posting um, beautiful rock formations or what whatever they came across on Instagram and YouTube. Um, this is, I mean, some of the stuff they were posting is absolutely incredible. They were on, they were on beaches. They were on giant rocks. They took pictures in between amazing rock formations. Um, they were at the top of ginormous dunes, uh, um, they were, I guess, like a, like sandboarding, snowboarding, whatever. Um, they were just doing what a normal couple would do, and that's travel and enjoy life. Um, they said, or Gabby posted this on, I believe, I believe they captioned it. Yeah, uh, this is the uh, the caption for their YouTube video that they posted. Um, I'll just read through it. After our first cross-country road trip in the little Nissan Sentra, we both decided we wanted to downsize our lives and travel full-time. 
at the YouTube caption reads, uh, the Nissan was a bit small for full-time travel, the caption explains. So the couple outfitted a 2012 Ford Transit Connect to help them continue traveling with continue traveling and living nomadically. Over the past couple of months, they have been posting and uploading pictures of all of their travels, as previously mentioned. On August 19th, they posted a montage of all of their travels and um, beautiful videos and pictures to their YouTube channel. Um, again, nomadic static. You can see all this stuff yourself. The last post made to the internet by either Gabby or Brian was made on August 25th. And it's a picture of Gabby holding a crochet pumpkin. And the caption is, Happy Halloween. Now, as, as mentioned by her parents, um, it, is not, it, it is not something outside of the ordinary for Gabby to, um, you know, go MIA for like a day or two or lose cell signal and not have contact with anybody for a couple of days. But when it gets to the point to where you haven't heard from your child in a little over a week, nearing two weeks, or just past two weeks, you get concerned. And one can only assume they reached out to Brian for any kind of information. Um, one can only assume the parents reached out to both of them for any kind of updates. But to no avail, they got no answers. So on September 11th, just last Saturday, both of or her parents had uh, reported her missing. So some some details emerged. I, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. So they uh, they were at um, they were in Moab or Moab, Utah. Correct me on my pronunciation, if you will. Um, and Moab is near the entrances of the Arches and Can Canyonlands National Parks. So it's it's really popular, this town, amongst travelers visiting all these national parks. According to a police report, officers were called to the scene of a grocery store in a town because of a domestic dispute, a domestic dispute where a male had been observed to assault to have assaulted the female. The couple, Laundry and Petito, reportedly left the grocery store in their van and headed to the Arches National Park. Officers caught up with their van near the entrance. While officers were following the van, they say it was going about 45 miles an hour in a 15 mile per hour zone, and it was swerving in and out of lanes. The van then hit a curb and the driver pulled over. The officers say that when the van was stopped, they found Petito crying uncontrollably. Through tears, officers said Petito had explained the couple had been having, quote, little arguments all day, and she was struggling with her mental health. Um, Laundry reportedly told police that they had been traveling together for four months, which caused tension in their relationship. Um, understandably so. When... When you're with somebody for an in, a really long amount of time and you're with nobody but them 24-7, I can see a situation where sometimes 
things just felt like a lot. And, and I think most of us can see that same situation. So Petito explained the erratic driving because she had seen officers behind them. So she hit Laundry's arm, causing them to swerve and hit the curb. They eventually both told officers that they didn't want to press charges. Um, the Moab police determined that the incident was not a domestic assault uh, situation. So they determined this because in the police report, uh, it states that um, he had hit her in this grocery store, or it was reported as such, but she had been hitting him uh, throughout their drive and throughout this, uh, this police chase, or if you can even call it a chase. So... Police said that the couples decided to stay the night apart. Um, so Petito, Gabby Petito, she kept the van and Brian Laundrie was taken to a hotel uh, by one of the police officers um, where he would stay the night. So to sum up, what do we have here? We have a... A young couple, we have a young couple who had just been engaged, who decided they wanted to travel the country as efficiently and sustainably as possible and see a bunch of beautiful sights, such as Yellowstone, Grand Canyon, whatever, consider whatever you will to be beautiful. And in Utah, there's a police report. There was a domestic dispute, and you can you can only assume that they were both going through severe mental health situations. Um, this this is never a good mix when you have two people going through terrible mental health situations, but they are stuck together in a totally opposite place other than their home. So right now we're we're already dipped in syrup. We're already sticky and uncomfortable. So some some other important details to um to bring up and this is probably where it gets a little more disturbing and a little more mysterious. So we know Gabby has not been seen or heard from since August 23rd or 24th. Um, this is around the date where she, where her mother said she last spoke to her. We also know that Brian Laundrie arrived back in Florida at a Northport, Florida at his parents' house and he returned to his parents' house in Northport, Florida on September 1st with the van that the couple had been driving all over the country. So, if if this doesn't paint a in, in an incredibly mysterious and 
scary picture for you, then I don't know what to tell you. Because he got back to Florida, his home, with the van on September 1st. And Gabby Petito's parents didn't report her missing until 10 days after the fact. Uh, in in a certain in one of the statements, um, Petito's parents say that Brian won't speak about where he last saw her and is refusing to explain why he left Gabby alone and drove her van to Florida. An attorney for Brian Laundry's family has also released a statement uh, just this past Tuesday, saying the family would be remaining in the background at this juncture and will have no further comment. Um, it is our hope that the search for Miss Petito is successful and that Miss Petito is reunited with her family. This is a statement from the uh, Brian Laundry family. Wow. Uh, to to say something like this, to say it is our hope that the search for Miss Petito is successful and that Miss Petito is reunited with her family, is sort of backhanded, because you you say something like this as it it feels like they say something like this sort of because they feel like they have to when they won't release any kind of statement on where she is, where Brian last saw her, where they think she might be right now. And this is all so, so bizarre. Very Chris Watts-esque. And I... I'm confident that more details will emerge as we learn more and as time goes on. And unfortunately, I I don't think that it will be very instantaneous um, when we find out what exactly happened. I, f- I feel like it'll be a couple more weeks, maybe even a couple months, before any kind of imperative information as to Gabby Petito's whereabouts comes out. So I I I I found this story on Twitter when I was trying to come up with a topic for today's show. And there were countless amounts of people just coming up with their own theories in their own things to say about the Gabby Petito situation. So, I I don't know the truth. You don't know the truth. Nobody knows the truth, except for Gabby and Brian Laundrie. But, it's, it's sort of interesting, and I, I, I find it... Um, it helps the brain to examine all possibilities to all situations. So a couple of days ago, or not not too long ago, maybe earlier this week, last week, who knows, a subreddit by the name of Gabby Petito was created. And on this subreddit, 
is just endless amounts of people uh, just providing information. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I'm, I'm going to go through a couple of things that I saved for this show. And you can you can listen to it and let me know what you let me know what you think on Twitter or Instagram or just let all this information marinate with you one second while I <laughs> take a drink of water. So about about 20 hours ago, so almost uh, almost yesterday, um, a user by the name of T. Maddict posted a statement from Brian Laundrie's attorney. So it says, Many people are wondering why Mr. Laundrie would not make a statement or speak with law enforcement in the face of Ms. Petito's absence. In my experience, intimate partners are often the first person law enforcement focuses their attention on in cases like this. And the warning that any statement made will be used against you is true, regardless of whether my client had anything to do with Petito's disappearance. <clears throat> As such, on the advice of counsel, Mr. <laughs> on the advice of counsel, Mr. Laundry will be not be speaking on this matter. I have been informed that the Northport Florida police have named Brian Laundry as a person of interest in this matter. The formality has not really changed in the circumstances of Mr. Laundry being the focus of attention of law enforcement and Mr. Laundry will continue to remain silent on the advice of counsel. I don't like this one bit. <clears throat> I I think if he did something he should say it. I, I think if it was a mental health thing he should say something like that. It's it's just bizarre to me why he wouldn't say something like this. This is terrible damage control. It's insensitive. The wording is ambiguous. And this just feels like a big fuck you to all parties involved other than the laundry family. Why would you not? You know what? I'm, I'm not even going to try to rationalize this type of bullshit. Because we all know this is bullshit. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty much what, what I can say about that. Um, so this is this next... Uh, is a this next bit is a snippet from a police report uh, from you know, the the aforementioned um, situation in Moab, Utah. So this was done by I believe Officer Robbins, Daniel Scott Robbins. It says after I sat Gabrielle on the back seat of my car, I asked Brian to step out of the vehicle to speak with me. He told me they both suffer suffer from redacted. Uh, but I can assume, or one can assume, it's they're, they're speaking about mental health issues. Um, although her mental health issues is more advanced than his, issues between the two had been building over the last few days. This in turn caused them to argue more than usual. 
Brian told me neither he nor Gabrielle take medication for their mental health issues. Um, Brian explained that he and Gabrielle had been traveling together for the past four or five months. That time spent created an emotional strain between them and it increased the number of arguments. While arguing near Main Street, he had attempted to separate her. Fr- he had attempted to separate from her, in so that, what, <laughs> so they could both calm the emotions. He got into the van, and Gabrielle had gone into a manic state. Brian said Gabrielle, thinking he was going to leave her in mob without a ride went to slap him. As Gabrielle started to swing, Brian pushed her away to avoid the slap. As a result, Gabrielle was off balance, but still caught Brian's face with some fingers, causing minor visible scratches. Brian continued that when he had seen my lights, he thought Gabrielle had grabbed the wheel of the van and pulled it, causing the van to hit the curb. I observed some small scratches to Brian's right arm, and when I asked him about them, he su- he supposed that they must have happened when Gabrielle was trying to get his attention about being behind, being behind them with my lights on. This, however, was not consistent with Gabrielle's statement, further suggesting her confused and emotional state. After evaluating the totality of circumstances, I do not believe the situation escalated to the level of a domestic assault as much as that of a mental health crisis. I then determined the most appropriate course of action would be to help separate the parties for the night so they could reset their mental states without interference from one another. And although they did express a desire to remain together, they both ultimately agreed to be separated until the following day. Accordingly, I was able to contact Safe Haven and get Brian a hotel room for the night. I instructed both Brian and Gabrielle to take advantage of this time apart to relax their emotions and regain control of their anxiety. I also asked them to avoid contacting each other until the next morning, if at all possible. Gabrielle maintained possession of the van while I transported Brian to the hotel. They, they did both have their own cell phones in case of emergency. Around 1900 hours, I went to blank, where witness Christopher blank lived and had him fill out a statement for him. Christopher told me that he was not entirely sure what he had seen, but feared the worst, but feared the worst, which is why he came forward as a witness. And this this uh, incident report was followed by body cam footage, and uh, it's seeing seeing all of the videos seeing all the statements from police seeing seeing the videos and pictures of Gabby and her boyfriend seems awfully disturbing to me it it just doesn't feel comfortable it feels like something bad has happened to her some people presumably presumably think that a likely scenario would be a heated argument led to an accidental death. Somebody said on the the subreddit, everything I've seen so far looks like an escalation of domestic arguments, which likely resulted in a fit of rage resulting in accidental death. 
Brian Laundry probably thinks he acted in self-defense, but as a result of this self-defense led to her death, now he wants to make sure that his actions can be justified. So got his family on board as as him being the victim and got the family lawyer to defend his actions. So that is one theory. Another theory is that uh, Brian, somebody said Brian has a good reason for driving Van back from body cam footage. And this, this went on to say, um, Gabby had been hitting him or, or whatever. Um, but I, I'd say, I'd say the most interesting thing to come out of all of this is, uh, so this picture that was posted in a Facebook group called, uh, the Vanish Discussion Group. So this family took a picture in some sort of state park and they were all holding some sort of drinks and they were in front of a lake and there was a big rock um, not too far away from them. And on that rock, it appears to be a woman laying down and the woman appears as though she's wearing a hoodie with some sort of olive green leggings. In or not in, on Gabby Petito's Instagram. She posted a picture not too long ago of her in literally the exact same outfit, the exact same hoodie, exact same leggings when she was exploring the Appalachian Trail of Georgia. It looks like her. <laughs> what can I say? It looks like her. Um, so maybe she's just Maybe she is missing. Maybe she is not dead. Hopefully, she is not dead. Um, some people, some people are taking the idea with Brian killed her and are running with it. Some people are saying that, um, he he killed her and took the body with him. Well, it it doesn't. It doesn't make too much sense because criminals do not like to travel with bodies in their car if they can avoid it. And, and plus, that would leave way too much like forensic evidence, like uh, um, fingerprints, DNA, blood potentially. Who knows? So, yeah, this this is... This is one quite disturbing and really uh, unsettling story. Um, one person posted this morning that the, the, the couple had a shared Spotify account. And on, on September 1st, uh, songs appeared on a public um, playlist uh, one song being called Mountaintops or the <laughs> the playlist was called Mountaintops but these songs appeared on this playlist September 1st uh, what so one of the songs was called Take My Hand 
um, about picking up a stranger at a bar. Another was called The Badger's Wake, and that song was about <laughs> animal decomposing. Um, and this this article by the New York Post, I'm reading off of an article for this information. <laughs> don't don't at me, okay? I'm I'm trying to do my best. Uh, one one line. In that song, The Badger's Wake, uh, it says, The smell of the badger's death in the ground leaves a mighty hole, um, as the lyrics say. Another song was called Self-Consumption. And a, a lot of people are really reaching on this and really hanging on to whatever kind of information they can get a hold of. So last year... A laundry posted a cryptic message or alleged cryptic message about Petito on Instagram writing I'm, my biggest fear is that one day I'll wake up and it will have all been a dream because that is what every second has felt like since the moment we found each other he added till death do us part or until I wake up I'm so happy the answer was yes love you honey I when I assume this was like an engagement announcement post, but this this entire story is still very new. This entire story is still unfolding while we are talking about it. So there is not too much information that is concrete other than what I have presented to you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Episode 3 in the books, many more to come. I hope all of you have a great day today, tomorrow, and the day after. (laughs) And until next time, I'm signing off. You guys take care. Goodbye.